This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome back to RM Podcast FL. This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and welcome to episode 87. Eight, seven, you guys. 87 episodes. This is bananas when you think about it because not a lot of podcasts out there even survive within the first 10 to 20 episodes, but we are 87, so we are about to hit that 100th episode very soon, so stay tuned for that. If this is your first time ever tuning into RM Podcast FL, welcome to the show, and if you are a loyal listener, well, welcome back, and everybody, Happy New Year's again. But before we do jump to today's episode, I want to remind you guys to go ahead and subscribe to connectwithromina.com. If you don't know how to spell my name yet, it's R-O-M-I-N-A, connectwithromina.com, you guys, because we do have the online course, Mastering the Lows of Sales, coming out at the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. That's super duper exciting news, you guys. And I've shown the course to so many professionals that I've connected with throughout the years and they are amazed at the product and they're super excited for this product to actually launch and to be available. So make sure to subscribe to connectwithromina.com to be notified once the course is live, you guys. And without losing any time, let's actually dive into today's episode is with John Pads. I'm super excited about this episode because we cover a lot of great material. We cover the importance of practicing gratitude, significance in simple moments, the danger of using the word just and how to eliminate our limited beliefs that come with it, practicing the I am statement. I mean, it's a lot in this episode, you guys. Definitely don't want to take more time out of it. I want you guys to enjoy it and look at the show notes to connect with John. Tell him Romina sent you. I don't think I have anything else to say, but enjoy. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to RM Podcast FL. It is Tuesday. We do have another awesome episode for you guys, so make sure to stay tuned and listen to today's interview. And today, I'm excited to have John Pats today. John, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Looking forward to having a little fun this afternoon with you. Absolutely. Well, first, I want to thank you for taking your time and being a part of the show. It is Friday now that we're recording the interview, you guys. So before we do jump to the juicy stuff or the very informative information we're going to cover, John, I want to pass on the mic to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't know anybody that knows you better than I know you. So tell us how awesome you are. You want me to tell you how awesome I am? That's that's not my normal thing to do. I will tell you about what I believe in and what I want to hopefully what we can accomplish. No, I, I want to help people be more productive and purposeful in what they do and help them reconnect with other humans, especially in the time that we're going through at the moment. That That is uh, human interaction, human connection nowadays. It is something that I feel like we're losing because we don't have that physical contact. I know you were into sales world before, so can you explain us a little bit into how important is the human connection just overall or even for sales since sales is super important for a business? Well, you know, I think sales is a word that would make some people jump back and say, hey, that's not me. And that's why every single one of us is in sales, whether they're listening and they're married, if they have a boyfriend, girlfriend, if they applied to a college and got in college, you sold yourself in some way, shape or form. So sales, I think, can be a, a, a back off word. But I think helping influence and leading people is, is what it's really all about. My background was technology, sales and marketing, starting the voice and data telecom world and jumped into the kind of the... Uh, the first big wave of the dot-com world played in that for a long time. I was doing a lot of sales, sales training, 
other background as a professional entertainer. So I kind of combined the two, ended up where I'm at today. Nice. And I know recently you launched your third book as well, which I'm excited for to read it soon. The Significance in Simple Moments and the importance of practicing gratitude throughout all your, you know, no matter the situation that you might be at or no matter the outside environment factors. Can you tell us a little bit more how we can practice gratitude during this crazy time? Well, I think it's an opportunity to kind of take it all in. And we say practice gratitude. There's there's different ways of approaching that. And the book is more on, let's say, you know, achieving significance, but it does mention the book is how do we identify, how do we uh, deliver, and how do we truly appreciate and recognize the moments that we're in. Such a good line, if any, any of the Office fans out there, was uh, Ed Helms when he was almost the very last episode of The Office. Well, it is the last episode, like, but the, the last few seconds, and he talks about, I only wish we realized we were in the good old days when we were actually in the good old days. And it's so true. We, we Right now, we're so focused. We're so stressed. We're moving so fast. And oftentimes, we don't take a moment to take that breath, take everything in in the surroundings around us, and try to find those simple moments that we can truly appreciate. And it's very difficult. It's easier said than done in many cases. But, you know, mindfulness minutes you've heard and, uh, you know, meditation is all about being in that present moment. It's a important facet right now of our lives, yet... I think some something that's really missed by by many people. I feel like I myself don't practice gratitude as much as I would love to. Just None because, of us do. <laughs> and I'm, I try, like I journal and I try to write down at least one you think I'm grateful for. But sometimes we overthink it. We're like, well, what am I grateful for today? Like I worked really hard or it was just a crazy day. Do you think we should look at even like the tiny bits of elements of like having a roof on, you know, on on my house or being able to afford my car payment or things of the nature that we take for granted sometimes? I mean, those are all, all good ways to start. Even on the significance and the simple moments was the third. There's the, the fourth one coming, which is the journal. And it actually looks at some of those things of what moments can we look back and appreciate that we did have, that we did do, and that we gave or gifted to other people. I think a big part of gratitude is being able to share those things. It's It's, yes, being appreciative of the roof over their head, but maybe identifying that person who doesn't or yeah, and that that's a very now we're talking you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs we're really going you know shelter it up but gratitude could be gifting that sense and that gift to other people as well it helps you realize what you do have but it's also that sense of significance that we have that we can give to others was there a moment in your life that you forgot to maybe practice gratitude for you and you like recouped yourself real quick to start appreciating things? Like, was there a moment you'd like to share with us? You know, I will share a moment. I mean, I think there's, I'm sure there's many moments that we've all absolutely forgotten what is around us and just taking that breath and be like, you know, look, let's look at the positive. I mean, it happens a lot. The one moment that I mentioned in the book and it was actually a guidance from my brother and it was from the wedding and he's like, everything goes so fast. He's like, just promise me three times you're going to stop. Just take a breath and don't and just look around the entire room and see people's faces and reactions and smiles and just remember that and take it all in. And I'll, I will never forget that advice. And I always give that advice when people say, oh, you're getting married. What do you know? And you know, that can parlay into any facet of a job, a project, uh, a family. So literally in the heat of it all when things are going on and it's busy and it's crazy and you're stressed try to physically literally physically stop take the breath look around you and find three positives in that situation 
So that kind of connects back with like celebrating little moments, celebrating small mm-hmm. wins, which we're not, I'm, I'm not good at, I'm just going to say it. I'm not really good at celebrating little small wins because I want like the big final moment, even though I say take small steps, but I got, you know, put aside one time with my, for my friend. She said, you need to celebrate small wins. I feel like I'm not the only one and maybe like highly motivated people. They're just looking for that final woohoo moment or the final celebration. We don't celebrate those little things or stay gratitudinous towards it. Uh, what did you say to either maybe celebrate small wins? Like what, what can we do to, you know, to well, let's even look at from a, the corporate association world, the working world, if that's what, if you, I know you probably have a lot of student listeners and et cetera, you know, I mean, and there's so many different polls, engagement study polls and Gallup polls is one that I study quite a bit and follow. And you look at the the human engagement side of what keeps people connected to their job, purposeful, you know, engagement and productivity towards their job. And it's the feeling of value and recognition, feeling that the work that they do matters. And yes, we sometimes will have those end of year awards, the project finishes and you toast a glass of champagne, but look at all the milestones along the way in which we can hold someone up and edify them in front of their peers in front of those simple wins that they did accomplish something, which could literally be, you know, it depends on what kind of world they live. It's an HR world. And that's, that's how we got connected to the Sherm world. You know, the daily standup meetings and an agile methodology, which is an IT, you know, development cycle they do. It's part of this is daily standups. And it's recognizing that little moment of the day that made an impact on somebody else's job and giving that mirror, that spotlight, a point at that person, just from that feeling and sense of value. So in terms of celebrating the simple moments or valuing those simple moments, they go a really long way because it gives us a sense of pride in who we are, what we do, why we do it, and how it impacts other people. And the more we can share that, I think the more productive and valued people will feel in that job. And hence, the more you know, ROI you're going to get from them and productivity. Is there a fine line between continuing to stay humble and continue to celebrate small wins? Like, Because I feel like if you're like, hey, I did this, like every time you do something, hey, I did this, hey, I did this, but you're also trying to like stay humble. Is there like a fine line that you should not get in your own head for a second, but like stay humble and still celebrate small wins? Yeah, that's a good point. I kind of took it a slightly different way. I was even talking as a a manager and celebrating a win for somebody else. Uh, So we're actually talking, you're even going like celebrating a win for yourself. Uh, not broadcasting it out on social media like look how cool i am every single day and look look my gosh i walked my dog it's a win i'm outside that might get a bit much but i guess well let me let me go back to the the reason i think some of us want to do that is we want to achieve the level of significance if you want to use that with the level of significance in our our job our career our club our association our status as a student whatever it might be uh, we'll soon learn that significance is nothing that you can achieve yourself. You deeming yourself important to other people based on title alone will not function as a good result for you. We can only achieve significance because those other others gift it to us because how we serve them. So if we're going to celebrate those moments, I think we need to celebrate that as a group or have other, you know, you celebrating the success of somebody else. And then in turn, that will come back to you all being about celebrating yourself and ego you know, that's the difference of thinking you're a leader, but really you're just out for a walk and nobody's following. That is so true because I, I feel like that that's where it's that little small thing of celebrating your own wins, but also not coming out that ego is like, look at what I did. Look at what I'm doing. Like, I feel like it's easier to appreciate, be like, hey, John, you did this. Like, that's amazing. Congratulations. 
But if I'm like, hey, I did this, tell congratulations to me. That's a whole different thing. It is. And like celebrate the result of who it impacted because of what you did together. Look at that result. That's just taking a little bit deeper. So it's not a, a focus on an inward focus. It's a focus on as a result of us, us as a team, I'm saying accomplishing this, that person, that team, that organization, that client is now able to do better, more successfully, more productive, you know, and focus on that type of result. Nice. The impact of your result. Yeah. Celebrate the ones that you affected that I, I like that one. That's kind of taking the, the focus out of you celebrate there, you know, what you, what your work was able to help other people with. Now let's talk a little bit. Um, I know in our introduction call, as my listeners know, I do do an introduction call. We did focus a little bit about on the terminology of using the word just and the limited beliefs that come with it. Can you tell us a little bit more about your, uh, your your definition of the word just yeah and it actually perfectly plays into what we were we were saying 30 seconds ago uh if we're not just i call them the i am statements of you know realizing the impact of what you do the just word itself is one of those self-demoralizing words and we i, I always call it the just a word and when you use it when you say the word justa people will give you that odd look and they don't know what it means, but you, they, they know the word. It's just not used in that context and that sentence, sentence structure, but it's a word used in all organizations, social structures, families, uh, volunteerism jobs, etc., where you have those folks who will look you straight in the eye and say, but I'm, I'm, I'm just a student. I'm just a volunteer. I'm just the new person. And they're literally looking at you and telling you, I don't feel I make an impact in this certain situation. Uh, so those are limiting beliefs. They're belittling impacts. And in reality, uh, it's those simplest of moments and actions that have sometimes the biggest outcomes and impacts and effects on different people, organizations, maybe from a personal and emotional side, even more so than a professional and productivity side. But those are the key facets that build connection, build human engagement, and build purpose and pride behind someone's work. So when you have someone that's looking at you saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I don't slap them across the face or shake them or anything, but I help them realize you're not just, you, you are. You, as a student, look what you can do. As a CEO, look at the impact you have on so many different families. So I help people go from I'm just to I am, I get, I believe, so... Take it How, that direction. So would you be like, somebody says, oh, you know, like I, I just only like just got a job instead of going back to kind of celebrating small wins since everything is kind of connected on this episode. Be like, oh, I just got a job. Like, no, I got the job or I got this. How, how do you think that's going to help somebody process mentally to just replacing just that just word? Well, they need, again, back to a couple minutes ago, taking that a little bit deeper. As a result of having that job, you know, what happens now? Who do they impact? Who do they affect? So as a job, they, we, I would dig deeper with them and I would help them understand, all right, as a result of the job, I now will have some income. I'm paying taxes to better support, <laughs> you know, they might hate that part, but look at, uh, I'm, I'm helping support our country if you want to go, you know, that side, but that's a whole nother I, conversation. That is, you know what? I didn't even mean to open up that can right there. I'm like, how do I get, how do I back out of that one? But it's out there. It's live. Uh, but realistically thinking as a result of me having this job, what will this income do? Uh, how many people will I help? 
you know, but it's just a drive-through worker. Yeah, do you know how important that person is to us right now? Literally. Uh, but I think, and that's uh, drive-through workers. You're important. You're essential. Literally essential. No, we Hope love we, you guys. Like, oh, we, we do. So if it was a, like an organization, when I do the I am statements, I, I ask people, you know, what do you do? No, what do you really do? Because they always have that title. Well, I'm a, I'm a frontline worker. Critical. All right. So tell me more. What do you really do? Well, as a frontline worker, I help people in medical situations and safety situations. As a result of that, what happens? Well, people feel more safe. They feel more comfortable. So as a result, I'm really shortcutting it, but as a result of this job, I'm helping people feel more safe, more comfortable, have a more secure life, future, you know, family life. But we often just minimize it to the title, but it's just a, just a job. But the impact of your service and your little actions go a lot longer than that. So do you think maybe the frontline managers, for example, for those frontline agents or for frontline employees, like uh, the frontline managers or the executive leaders, maybe do you think they should actually work a lot more with their employees towards explain the big why and the importance of somebody's job to maybe change that sometimes? Well, as, as good old Simon, a friend and author, Simon Sinek said, all starts with why well, begins with why. Yeah. Now, that's the purpose behind it. Your, your purpose has to come before passion. It's on one of the part of the programs that I, that I speak on quite a bit. And how are you going to define that purpose? How do you get people to engage in that purpose? And that does become part of the training and the onboarding process from the HR standpoint, getting people to realize the value of what that task, that job, that minute detail really means to the people that it serves, the customers that it serves, and how it makes the customer's life better if it is, in fact, a customer relationship. So, yeah, getting down to the... But HR purpose, perspective. Yeah, yeah the purpose. purpose and I feel like a lot of times corporates, especially... First off, like a lot of people also have the HR perception of, oh, just the people behind that just do the benefits and, the, you know, take care of, like, my, my taxes. A lot of people, like, people don't sometimes realize, like, the big thing that goes al along with the HR towards um, the training, towards laws, towards everything else. So whenever, since you brought up HR, we connected through Sherm itself. For small businesses that don't necessarily practice HR or don't have a set HR, what do you think would be some good things for the small business owners or for the that one manager that takes care of everything to help the employees explain the why um, a little bit different and make them feel more appreciated for their job? That's great. One thing I've, I've worked with several companies on has been really effective is uh, taking a several hours to a half day, and I don't call it a job share, but have that operations person go work with the salesperson, have that HR person go be in the factory or in the warehouse and realize by the very nature of what they do, how it impacts people all the way down the line. So if sales sells something, this is how it impacts operations. This is uh, if we shortcut it or do it incorrectly or inaccurately or, or underprice it, What's the stress level that it happens to them? And then based on that, what happens to the next person down the road? So helping in a small organization, people really understand each function and what their task plays in the function of that next person is really helpful and important for those organizations. I like that. Having the operational person actually work close, close one-on-one with those, with employees so they can actually see the importance and explain it. That's, I feel like that's something that not a lot of companies practice, uh, especially corporate the corporate that I've worked at least, it'd be like just in training and be like, hi guys, I'm the HR person. Call me, you know, come to my office if you have questions. And that's about it. That doesn't that's it. Well, no, right. No one wants to go to the HR office. 
yeah that's why even if you Maybe say they're open door <laughs> even if you say open door policy nobody wants to go there because it's like oh they're just that hr person <laughs> through reading your bio which i found this very interesting to be honest you and your family actually founded miracles and magic foundation tell us a little bit more about it it is well it's uh, something that stemmed from a unique experience i had with a child in a hospital i was performing for a, a child in a hospital and wanted to look for an opportunity to kind of raise some money. And I didn't really have a whole lot of money to donate at that point in time and give back. So we started an organization that does shows for children in a life-threatened condition. And we have brought in the best, when I say shows, it's a magic and illusion, comedy magic and illusion show. Done it in multiple cities, done it online, but bring in some of the best of the best magicians around the world who instead of having kids focus on hospitals and shots and hospital beds and all the stress of their life, even if it's for 30 minutes to an hour or a two hour full, you know, illusion production, we want them to forget about those other things and just experience the wonder, the comedy and the amazement of the magic. Where can people donate or help towards this cause? You know, it's miraclesandmagic.com. Uh, not a fancy website. You'll see basically the shows on there. We're a little bit in the holding pattern with the live shows. Obviously, we did the world's literally the world's largest magic show when all the pandemic started in March. And uh, I, gotta, I have to go back and look how many countries we had involved, how many thousands of people around the world watching. We didn't even do it as a fundraiser. We did it for all the different hospitals. And now Miracles and Magic is in, you know, the, the children's in Denver, it's in Columbus, it's in Cincinnati, and there's, you know, different streaming products we have. And it's, it's been awesome. But if they want to learn more about it, or if there's a, is a great web developer that can help me make the web better, that's what I need help with too. Because <laughs> I did that one myself. And, you know, that's not my skill set. It's, it's a nonprofit. I don't even hey, know. Hey, you never know. Do. Any of my web developers, any of the audience that actually want to help out towards an amazing cause, you know, make people happier, please contact <laughs> That'd John. Be awesome. Yeah. That would be amazing. Even if that's the whole thing that you get out of this episode, we find a web developer. Never know. You never know. That's the power of podcasting. <laughs> uh, were you always this passionate towards helping others or just always being this positive? Because it's not easy to always be like all hypered up and everything. And I've talked to you twice so far in our introduction call on this, and you're just like, I feel like you have a lot of energy on you the whole time. You know, it's, it's interesting when I, something I love to do is take your daughter to work days. And I have, I have three daughters and the oldest is a sophomore at the Ohio State University. But I only share that because at different times what I've taken them and they've been all around the world for different gigs and speaking engagements and author book signings. And I swear the question they get all the time is, is your dad always like this? <laughs> That's why I bring that up. Uh, naturally excited, maybe. It's, uh, I, I'm very, very blessed to do what I do. Very fortunate. I've worked very hard to do what I do. But it, it is the best, if you want to call it a job, the best business, best job in the world for me at this point in time in my life. So am I always like this? Not always. I'll tell you, if I do five gigs in five cities in five days, which doesn't happen all the time, but it can, and just, I come home and I veg and I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> so I do need absolutely down moments, but, you know, connecting with people is what gives me energy, honestly. Yeah. And I know there's other people like that out there who are struggling and we, we need these connections and conversations and they'll hopefully be back in, in real life soon, more of them. So if you, if you were to win like an award, let's say, and like your loved ones were in the, were in the, you know, in the audience and you were in the stage accepting just the award, whatever award you want, what would you like that award to be? 
Wow, that is a brilliant question and caught me off guard. What award would I want to win? Yeah, and your loved ones are in the audience. Like, what's the award that you'd be like, I feel like my life is accomplished and I feel like a thousand times better by myself. I don't know if I could identify the name on the award. Something about giving gifts to others and helping others uh, excel and find the best in themselves. Uh, well, you know what? I, I'll, I'll use the, the title of the, the Significance Award, you know, because that's something that other people have to give to you. I, I want to be significant in the lives of my kids, and I hope that I can help others achieve what they want to achieve and, and doing so through believing in themselves and having more purpose and passion. So nice. I like that. I don't know if that's you. such an award, but something along those lines. Well, something that well, with a word that would have that meaning behind it. Because I, yeah. yeah, no, that's, and that not completely. Look what I did. Not one of those, not a, I'm the, the top sales, the top speaker. I mean, there's speaker hall of fame awards and there's different, I mean, I've, but if my kids are there, I want them to know that I made the difference in the lives of other people. And that, that completely resonates with you having that positive energy and just always like trying to help at least from, you know, like trying to help as many people as possible and just aligns with everything else for you. I, I don't know about you guys, like whoever is listening to the, to this episode, by the way, wherever you get your podcast just from uh, whatever platform, uh, I have to say, <laughs> you have to definitely look at John's, uh, some of the live videos that he has for the speaking events um i've been sitting here the other day and i was listening to one of the videos and i'm just all excited super positive energy but also go ahead and read his book the significance and simple moments the six printing and focuses to definitely not miss out absolutely highly suggest you to do so and i feel like we covered a lot of information even though we kind of highlighted and touched topics we're trying to make sure that jumped around pretty good that was good yeah. Well, also the audience, if you guys want to see our pretty faces, don't forget now we also are YouTube on our website and our Facebook. We are show. live. Yes. Woo! We even I, we even I, dressed I, I up nice for out you guys. outside, so I'm like hitting you. That's why I'm a little dark too. But... <laughs> well, uh, what's in your an exciting project that you're working towards currently that you like? Well, to the follow-up to the book, Significance and Simple Moments, will be out. Uh, uh, depending on some publisher things, but out in spring, I would say, to early summer. That's the follow-up book, helping people identify, appreciate, and deliver the simple moments in life. Excited about that. And uh, actually, the I shared this with you. I remember I was asking questions about the podcast, so I finally am jumping into the podcast world and have it nationally syndicated through the C-Suite Network, which would be cool, and identifying kind of the top 1% of performers and really what helps them perform at their best. So there's two new projects coming down uh, early 2021. Yes, and I'm so excited. Welcome to the podcasting world. Uh, I, <laughs> I tell it's so weird because when people say we're launching podcasts, all the podcasts would be like, "Yes, please join us, join the world." Like, let's let's get the message out there. But if you're like, "Hey, I'm opening a business in your line of work," be like, "Are you sure about this? I don't know if you should join." <laughs> but podcasts is very different. <laughs> Goodness. Well, my very last question. Uh, it's always my favorite question too. John, what is your personal definition of success? I uh, do ask good questions. Definition of success to me is being able to do, it's one of the, maybe it's too egotistical, doing, be able to do what I want, when I want, with the people I want. I think that would be the definition of success. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of financial independence, but it's also having the heart to care of, you know, 
helping the people that I want to help if I want to do philanthropy and, and serve other people. I can do that, but I need the means to do it. So definition of success, I'd like to be able to do, although it sounds so aggressive, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, with the people what? I want. I mean, so I hope you can too. It's a, it's a simple equation, you know, it's like what I want, whatever I want with people I want. That's, that's great. <laughs> that sounds very big. That's a big head thing, but oh my goodness. I can break it down and make it sound better. <laughs> well, uh, where can people connect with you? If somebody definitely wants to connect with you or even, you know, uh, see one of your, uh, have you on their podcast or read one of your books, is there a website or a line of work that they can connect with you? Uh, certainly just Google John Petz. I'm an easy Google, which is J-O-N-P-E-T-Z. Uh, hit johnpetz.com. You'll, I mean, social channels, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the books are all out there. They're easy to find. And uh, they're, they're available, of course, on the website as well. Awesome. And for the lazy listeners that don't want to type stuff on Google, yeah. I'll go ahead and attach that information on the show notes for you guys too, so you can just tap along and be directed to John's website. John, thank you so much for being a part of RM Podcast FL. We really appreciate you having on the show. Thank you, Romina. Talk to you again soon. Absolutely. And for you, my listeners, make sure to stay, stay tuned. Every Tuesday, we bring new episodes to you guys. You have a good one.